12. Amen. There was a mighty revival in the midst of those 12. Amen. It grew from 12, amen, to 120 in the upper room. Amen. That's pretty good re- revival, I think. We think, woo, 120. Amen. From 12 to 120. Amen. But then we turn and see what they did. Amen. So 12 of the most unlikely um, people to have ever accomplished anything. Amen. Got their hearts and minds together and realized, you know what? This Jesus is worth, is worth it. I don't care what I got to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve him, and we're going to get this thing done. He, he gave us a job to do, and that's to win the lost. Amen. They prayed, and they got together, and they had revival and turned the world upside down. I think we ought to just turn Olathe upside down. Amen. We ought to just turn it upside down. Amen. The devil says, hey, you know what? It's an unlikely group down there. I just keep it stirred up. Amen. But I'm telling you right now, amen, we can bind together, come together, and have revival. Amen. Even in the most unlikely circumstances. Amen. And that's what I want to do. I feel good in my soul. Amen. I feel good in my soul knowing, amen, that I have a God, amen, that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. Amen. So tonight, you may not feel like it in your flesh. May be tired and wore out, had a rough week, amen. But tonight we're going to have church. Praise God! We're going to walk in the Spirit a little bit tonight, amen. I hope you do, amen. Because if you come to church and leave and never got in the Spirit, then it's kind of, uh, kind of, what are we doing? Amen. What are you doing tonight, amen? If you have your Bibles, amen. It's good to have our guests with us tonight, amen. So thankful you're here, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's always a pleasure. Amen. When folks come, I don't know how many churches there are in Olathe, but um, you're here, and so that's pretty good uh, odds. On our, out of all the odds, that you're here, and we thank you for being here and appreciate that. Amen. Well, I did talk to Pastor today, and uh, I, I rejoiced because he was in the U.S. of A. <laughs> and... Uh, and so he's there. They had just all kinds of exciting things to go and talk about, and um, just pray for him. Man. He's ready to be home. Home. I said, Well, I'm glad you're kind of almost sort of home. Um, and he said, Yeah, but I'm ready to be home. <laughs> so just pray for him and uh, just keep him in your prayers as they travel from New York coming in tomorrow night um, late. So let's continue to keep Pastor in in our prayers. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 73. Amen. Not a super whiz-bang deep thought tonight. Amen. But something the Lord laid on my heart about a week, week, week and a half ago. And so uh, we're going to talk about it tonight. Amen. Psalms chapter 73, beginning in verse number 1, says, uh, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, and that, that's how it should be, but as for me, not, you know what, if it wasn't for that other one, or look at them, they're not doing anything right. They're, they're, uh, look, look how they're living. I'm okay if they're old. He says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. My steps had well nigh slipped. He said, you know what, God's good to Israel. 
you know what? Somewhere along the way, my feet, I was almost gone. I almost fell and I almost lost it. Amen. My feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Amen. If you lay your Bibles down tonight, let's pray and just ask God to anoint this service. Amen. Our hearts and our ears tonight. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. God, I pray you would anoint the word of God. God, anoint my mouth to speak the truth, preach the word. God, I pray that you would anoint our hearts. God, anoint our ears to hear this word. God, prepare our hearts to receive it. God, that the seed of the word would fall upon the good soil of our hearts. God, that the enemy wouldn't sweep down, Lord, and take it. God, that the thorns, God, wouldn't grow up, God, and choke it out. But God, I pray, Lord, that the seeds would fall upon good soil, not upon wayward soil, the wayside soil, but God, upon, Lord, good soil tonight, Lord, I pray. Anoint me, anoint us, God, as we try, Lord, to do your will tonight. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you greet someone tonight, tell them you're glad to have them, and tell them I'm, I'm going to praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Then you can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. It's okay to smile whenever you shake somebody's hand. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Psalms chapter 73, verse 1, uh, verse 2 says that, as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Feet on an unsure footing. Amen. Feet on an unsure footing. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever um, been out walking in the woods or somewhere, maybe through a creek um, or somewhere maybe um, at nighttime, trying to find your way, amen, I remember, this was a few years ago, uh, thought of this, um, kind of ties in a little bit nicely tonight, we were in um, Arkansas, visiting some friends of ours, and we were going to, well, they had some neat caves, and some ridges, brother and sister Ryan's, well, they were going to take us out, and show us the, show us the hills, and show us the, and neat stuff, and we got out there, and Looking around, he got in the caves. You, could, you know, you had had a couple flashlights, that sort of thing. Um, but you know, if you've ever walked out, just went out into the woods, not trails, not any of that. But if you ever walked out into the woods, um, you got to be really careful, amen. Because there's, you know, there's leaves, there's limbs, there's trees. There's you're, you're not. It's not the same as walking along a, a sidewalk or a pathway, or even on the floor we're on tonight, amen. Because this is this is a pretty sure footing. You're pretty. I'm pretty sure that when I walk, I'm not going to have to look at every step that I take. Amen. But when you're in the woods, you've got to be really careful. And, um, and we were walking, and, and uh, one of my daughters, I'm not going to call her out tonight, but was having a tough time. She just couldn't get her footing, and she just kept slipping and falling and was just, just struggling. Amen. And uh, that was the end of the, the walking in the woods for her. Um, the mall, I think, is much more sure-footing. Um, I'm not saying which one it is, amen, but, um, <laughs> amen, enough said, amen, my feet were almost gone, amen, and my, as, my, as I read this scripture, or as I, the Lord kind of put this in my mind, uh, you know, I believe there's, you know, no one ever is walking and saying, you know what, over there I'm going to slip and fall and hurt myself. Amen. No one ever plans in their day to say, you know what? 
About 3 o'clock, I'm going to fall and break my legs, so I better get going. Amen? It's just, it's something that happens. When you fall, that wasn't expected. Amen? It wasn't what you were planning on, on happening. However, <laughs> however, there are some people who, who do really stupid things and fall and hurt themselves really bad. This past uh, summer, we were in Colorado Springs. The week after Heritage, we were I was there for work, and uh, you look up in uh, in the mountains and you see these guys are climbing these rocks. Amen. You hear stories about people rappelling or doing these sorts of things, and uh, I, I know I, whenever I was in, I was a Boy Scout as a young man, and we would go camping and and rappel, and and uh, I'm thinking, looking back and going, man, that's some pretty. That's pretty dumb, amen, uh, because you're, you're just asking to get hurt. Um, if you ever hear someone say, hey, watch this, they weren't planning on falling, slipping, amen, but you know what? They were in a, put themselves in a situation where their, their feet were not on a sure place, amen, and oh, I've done this a thousand times, done it a thousand times, Brother Brandon, watch this. Uh, a thousand and one times is when you usually get hurt. I actually heard a story of a guy whenever I was in New Mexico um, some years ago, I guess, six, I don't know how long it was now, six, six years ago or so, seven maybe. Um, he was telling a story about a friend of his. He, they're in caves and caverns in New Mexico. They would repel like this. He worked for the state of New Mexico and unexplored caverns and that sort of thing. He would go and just like set up and drop into like dark, the dark abyss into nothing and have a, and, and that was what, into exploring and trying to figure out what was in these, you know, what is there? Is there, you know, what they had, uh, um, what these caves and all this stuff was. That's what his job was. So he, he dropped, I mean, he, he would free fall and drop into these ca- caves and caverns and all this stuff. And he did this for, he got to a point, uh, you know, he did this for years. He loved that, that kind of stuff, and he did it forever. And he was telling me, he said he got a card from one of the, uh, uh, the guy, lit, you know, he lit, had moved away or he, he, didn't, he didn't keep in touch with him, you know, maybe, you know, occasionally, I guess, you know, once or twice a year. He said he got a card, a Christmas card from a mutual friends of theirs, and he said, Merry Christmas. He said, sure is a shame what happened to the, the gentleman's name. And, and he hadn't ever, he didn't, hadn't heard what had happened. Well, uh, so he called. I was like, "Hey, what what happened? What's going on?" And uh, the guy was said, "Well, uh, he was no joke. He was walking down the sidewalk, and he tri- tripped, stumbled off the curb, fell, hit his head, and died." Having a job in which he repelled down all the times that he had done that. You know what? It took one slip unexpectedly at a time where he thought he had it under control. He thought he was all good. He maybe took it for granted. I don't know what had happened. He may have passed. I don't know. But he, he was walking and, and, and stepped off a curb, slipped, and his life was over. It took one slip, and it was over. Amen. And the psalmist says, as for me, I, I almost slipped. 
My feet, my, my feet had, had well nigh slipped. My steps had well nigh slipped. I, I was, man, I was almost, I was, I was on the edge. I was barely hanging on. I, I almost fell. And, and, and the, he's talking about how envious he was of the rich and those that were, that were sinners and doing all that stuff. And man, and God seemed to be prospering them so well. They seemed to be blessed when, you know what? They really weren't blessed. But he saw that, and he got envious. And, and you know what? What the, he's saying is, hit. I almost turned my back on God. That's what he, he's not talking about, slipping off a rock or, or falling off the side of it. He's saying, you know what? I almost gave up on God. I almost turned my back on, on living for God because I looked at somebody else and said, you know what? God's blessing them. Why am I living for God? Why am I doing this? If, I don't have, if they're, doing, they're living however they want, God's blessing them, this really doesn't mean anything. The psalmist says, you know what? I got to that point where, you know what? I think I was about, I was almost where I was walking out the door, done, giving up, quitting. I, I, I don't need God anymore. He said, I, was, I almost slipped. He didn't say I almost was falling down and going to break my leg. He said, I almost walked away and gave up on God. Amen. I, I, I'm here tonight, and I feel like, you know what? You can walk along and come to church, and, and things can be as though you think, okay, things are fine. Amen. But I believe there may be some here tonight where no one may else know it, but you know what? You're... you're, you're, you're putting yourselves in some situations and you're getting yourselves into a place where and you're doing things and you're, and you're associating with certain friends and, and you're, 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 you're talking against pastor, you're talking against one another, you're, you're, uh, you're in, I'm telling you, in a position, amen, where the psalmist was. But the difference is the psalmist said, hey, I, I recognize I, I'm about ready to slip. I'm about ready to fall. I'm about ready to lose it. I'm almost, I'm just getting ready to fall, and, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up and get out of this situation. And, and, and I, I know that, I, I know I've got to do something. Lord, help me. Uh, God, I, I, need some, I need some relief in this situation. God, put me on a solid rock. Amen. But I'm telling you, tonight, amen, too many people we've seen walk away and slip. Amen. Because they were too proud, amen, or too unwilling, or too, uh, I don't know, to say, you know what? <laughs> my feet are on an unsure footing. I, I have some things in my heart that just aren't right. Amen. I, I, I'm, about to, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to walk away, and it's justified. I, it's okay. It's justifiable. I'm telling you, my feet, oh, have, my steps have almost... I've almost slipped. Amen. Almost slipped. Amen. Are your feet on an unsure footing tonight? Amen. I, I believe that there's some people here, person, pe I don't know. The Lord knows. Amen. That every day, amen, is, could be that day. You're saying, hey, watch this. Watch this. I got away with this yesterday. Hey, I, 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 you know what? I can do this. I did this just last week. I didn't have to obey the pastor on this. It's fine. I'm telling you tonight, what if that one more time is the time you slip? What if that 
Next time is the time, you know what? You get hooked, and sin's got its grip on you, and you can't get away from it. Amen. And it begins to pull, and you have no choice, amen, to, but to follow its lead. I'm telling you, there's, I don't care if you were raised in church, amen, if you were a convert once you became an adult. I don't care. Sin doesn't care. The devil doesn't care. It doesn't care if it's drugs. It doesn't care if it's alcohol. It doesn't care if it's disobedience. It doesn't care, amen, if it's uh, rebellion. It doesn't care, amen, if it's backbiting. It doesn't care. The devil doesn't care. All it cares is it can get your feet upon an unsure footing. All the devil cares is, hey, I've got him walking on, on some places where it's kind of maybe a little shaky and maybe a little uh, unsure themselves because, you know, eventually, hey, it may, it may begin to rain and, and, the, and the rocks are going to get a little wet. And, and you know what? Oh, well, I almost slipped. Woo! Have you ever done that? Amen. Where you just felt like you I'm telling you, I've been to the top. Some high cliffs and the top of some high ladders. I don't like uh, lifts and I don't really like heights the greatest. And I'm telling you, when I get up there, uh, I begin to, there's just a feeling, oh man, I just, whew, that's way down there. And I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. Oh, Lord, give us that feeling in our spirit. Amen. I sure wish tonight somebody would get that feeling. I'm, I'm telling you, there's too many, amen, uh, in, in churches and in, in church today that, that just are so comfortable with just peeking over the edge and say, man, look how cool. Watch this. Look how close I can get. And all it takes is one little slip. Amen. And it's done. You, you, you don't have time. It's one slip and it's over. Amen. The stories at the, uh, that I've heard of the, uh, at the Grand Canyon, there's deaths there every year of people falling into the Grand Canyon. You may have heard this before, but it applies. People falling into the Grand Canyon, you think, you know, I thought, you think they'd see it. I mean, it's not like, oh, it's a, it's a little shaft that you just kind of like slip into. It's mesmerizing. It's beautiful. It's awesome. But you know what? The look from the edge down is even more awesome. The closer you get, the view gets even more awesome. But you know what? There, they have roped off areas. They have areas that are back. I, I don't know. I, I I could have given exact dimensions, but it, it doesn't necessarily apply tonight so much. But there's, there's roped-off areas so far back from the edge because history has shown that the people that fall off are the ones that get the closest to the edge. Oh, that's deep, Brother Merriman. You know what? If you're not on the edge, you're not going to fall off. You're not going to fall off if you're back far enough. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to fall, amen, and you don't just fall and say, hey, I broke my leg. Amen. When you fall into the Grand Canyon, your life's over. It's done. You've slipped your last time. Amen. And so, yet still, though they had the roped-off areas, though they have these uh, guards up, they have these provisions up, they have these safety nets up, you would think, oh, Man, you know what? Looks good from here. And there, you, you, you would assume as soon as they put up those ropes and they put up those things, you know what? 
you would assume that there would have been no more deaths, no more issues, no more problems. Everyone lives. No one dies at the Grand Canyon anymore. But every year, we continue to have deaths at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it kind of makes you scratch your head. How dumb is that? How, how dumb you got to be to walk up to the biggest hole in the world and look into it as close as you can get? How close can I get to the, to the, the deepest, most dangerous hole in the earth? You would think, you know what? That's a pretty dumb thing to do. But, Lord, help us tonight. I bet there's, if you could see yourself walking in the Spirit, amen, there's a big pit the Bible talks about. There's a huge pit. Amen. It's a lake of fire. It's a, it's a, it's a pit called hell. Amen. And, and you, you're standing there tonight saying on the edge, and, hey, why didn't somebody stop you? You know what? We, Pastor tried, but you came after hours when nobody was looking. You, you did it under the cover of darkness. You did it when nobody was looking. You did it when you thought you could get away with it. You know what? I just, I've done, man, I've done this, I've done this already before. Come on, guys, come to Lake Look. Watch this. Be careful. It's, the rocks are kind of loose on the edge. You've got to be careful. Not heeding the warnings, not heeding the, the, the barriers, not heeding uh, uh, the safety nets that are there. And so you find yourself, amen. Just chalking up another, well, another one slipped last night. <laughs> There's no getting them back. They're gone. Well, you know, a couple more curious, curious young people. They slipped last night. I'm telling you, oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You're on the edge tonight. Whew. If I ever felt it, anything, I'm telling you, somewhere along the line, you are on the edge of a, of a major slip in your life. God, God's, God's reaching for you tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, in your spirit, you're on the edge tonight. You're on the edge. You think, you know what, hey, I go to church. I love, I, I, I'm a part of the church. I've raised, raised in the church. I, I, hang, I hang with the, you know, I've got church friends. You know, I know people all over. You know, just because you hang out with some church people and you go, uh, when you go to Heritage, we know people and we go places. I, you know, I, I've got preacher friends all over the place. Just because I got them doesn't mean I'm not or couldn't find a way to live on the edge. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 4. Verse 9 to 11 says, Do thy diligence. This is Paul talking to Timothy. He says, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Demas forsook Paul. Paul saying, Hey, you know what? Demas, somewhere along the line, he stood on the unsure footing of the love in this world. He got his feet, uh, he, he was about to slip, and he got himself in a place where he got, to, he got to liken things out in the world. He got to liken the pleasures of the world. He got to liken it. He got to enjoying it. He got to, he got, and you know what? He forsook me. He slipped. He fell. 
I don't have Demas anymore. <laughs> He's gone. I, we, can't, we can't count on him anymore. He's not here. He's not around. He doesn't come to church anymore. He stays at home. And, and, he, and he parties and he, and he lives his own life. He does what he wants. He slipped. Amen, I'm telling you, Demas wasn't always that kind of a guy. Demas wasn't always a man that lived on the edge. But I'm telling you, he gradually got to a place, amen, where he, he, he began to, to lose his respect for his pastor and began to lose a respect for the ministry and began to lose a respect for the things of God. Amen, I'm telling you, Demas wasn't always a troublemaker. Demas didn't always love the world. He didn't always always, amen, desire the things of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and Philemon chapter 1, verse 23 to 25 says, Paul, again, speaking to, uh, um, he says, there salute thee. He's talking about uh, greetings and salutations, that sort of thing. He says, there salute thee, uh, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. Paul says, they're fellow laborers, Mr. Uh, brother Demas. Uh, he's a brother. Uh, he's a fellow laborer. We're working together, building a church, building a kingdom, and, and, and we're doing something for God. And he's, a, he's, he's in the music department. He's a Sunday school teacher. Oh, he's a fellow laborer. He's working with me. Oh, I can count on Demas. I can count on him. Amen. He's, he's, my, he's one of my right-hand men. Amen. But somewhere along the line, amen, somewhere, amen, Paul, uh, he, when Paul wasn't looking, when, when, the, when the ministry wasn't looking, uh, uh, when, uh, when it's, uh, somewhere along the line, Brother Brandon, Demas uh, uh, would go into a city, and, and he started uh, not praying so much and spending some time with people. Hearing the, hearing the music going on and the drink and the party, and somehow or another, he began to develop a love for the world. He wasn't a fellow laborer, preacher one day, amen, and a backslider the second. He got close to the edge. He put himself, his feet upon an unsure footing. Amen. He got close to the edge and said, hey, I, I can still do this. I can still come into church, and I can still go and just hang out. I'm just going to hang out. Amen. But I'm telling you, that's the edge. It's the edge. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, help us tonight. Colossians 4 and 14. Paul says, Luke, the beloved physician, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. I'm telling you, he was a man of God. He was a man of God. But he told Timothy, Demas has forsaken me because he loved this present world. Somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line. You know what? I think we all know when we're getting close to the edge. You know when you're getting close to the edge. You know when the pastor preaches this and that, and you know when you're not doing that. You know that. You've just stepped under that safety rope and said, hey, I don't see anybody. How far can I get to the edge? You can like it or not tonight. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you don't like it tonight, you may very well be on the edge. Amen. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for somebody tonight. I, I, I think it's, it's just not too late. It's not too late. 
We haven't, uh, you haven't fallen off the edge. You haven't slipped. Amen. As the psalmist said, I, I almost did. Amen. Tonight, amen, somebody get it in their soul and spirit and say, you know what? Hey, I was, I, I was really close. Uh, I, I kind of felt my footing go, start to go out from under me a couple times. And, man, I, you know, I, I'm stepping back. I'm getting back to a safe place tonight. I'm getting back to a place where I know I, I, my feet are sound and, and sure. Amen. Upon a foundation, a solid rock. Uh, amen. I'm going to get back to a place, amen. The psalmist, uh, amen, uh, he, he find a place, uh, amen, where he can find himself upon sure footing. Amen. We know about David. Amen. David, he slipped. Amen. In 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 1, it says, And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of uh, of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David tarried still at Jerusalem. Amen. What David was doing, David was sitting back on the edge. Amen. He allowed himself to get cold in his spirit. A man that, when no one was around but sheep on the backside of a desert, would play the harp and worship the Lord. When nobody was looking, he was the biggest, he was one of the biggest worshipers of God. Amen. He loved sheep he loved the things of god amen he he wrote psalms and and amen he fought goliath and he fought uh, the the lion and the bear and just he killed them and and man he he would do anything for god he would do anything for a sheep amen amen we're typed as sheep in the bible he would do anything he would do anything for one of his fellow saints he wasn't in leadership at that point. He was just, he was a shepherd. Amen. But you know what? He'd do anything to save somebody, to pull a, to pull a sheep from the grips, amen, of a lion and a bear. He would have done anything. He fought Goliath. No one else would. But you know what? We can count on David. I can count on David to fight any giant, anybody. David, I don't care. No one else goes to war. Amen. David's going to war. Amen. He's fighting for God. Amen. But there came a day, amen, when all kings go to war. But David said, no, I'm, I'm not going to war. There had been a time David would go when no one else would. Oh, hallelujah. David, amen, got to a place on the edge of his life, amen, where his feet, he almost slipped. And then I think he knew where he was at. I think he knew. I think he knew. And so he just found himself in a condition on the edge where all it took was one moment, one thing, one, one thing that slipped him up. Amen. One thing that took David out. Amen. And then he went through and followed through with the sin. Amen. With Bathsheba, the murder of Uriah. Amen. I'm telling you, he slipped. He fell hard. Hallelujah. He fell hard. He didn't, he wasn't going to, he, 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 he couldn't handle it on his own. Amen. Amen. Until a preacher, until a prophet came along and said, hey, you know what? You're sinning. You've sinned. Amen. You need to, you need to make some things right. And David wept. And we can read in, in the Psalms where David said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. David knew the only answer was God. The only answer was turning back, amen, unto God. 
Hebrews 2, uh, verse 1 to 3 says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Amen. We ought to give the more earnest heed. We ought to give extra attention. We ought to put more attention, more focus, more energy, more effort Amen. And to the things which we have heard. Amen. Because if we don't, if we don't make it the very most important thing, if we don't, hey, amen, make our lives, uh, uh, if we don't make our, our prayer life the most important thing, if we don't give attention to these things that are the most important, the things that we've heard through the, in the Word of God, amen, we don't give the most, uh, amen, if we don't give a more uh, earnest heed to these things, Give everything we got. The Bible says we ought to or we'll slip. Amen. I'm telling you, we'll fall. You can't survive. You can't live without your prayer life. You cannot live and survive. Amen. Hey, I've made it this far. I'm doing okay. I'm telling you, you're on an unsure footing. You're on an unsure footing. Amen. You're on the edge. Amen. At any moment, there's going to be one thing. Amen. Come along. There's going to be one person. Amen. Come along. Amen. And entice you. Amen. And to, and to doing things that you know are wrong. Amen. But I'm telling you, you need to get on a sure footing. Amen. You need to get it behind and give earnest heed. Amen. To the word of God. Amen. I don't know if pastor could preach that we ought to pray any more than he's preached. I don't know if pastor could pray, preach. Amen. That we need to fast more than he's already preached. I don't know what more. Amen. Or how much more our men of God could preach. Amen. I'm telling you, we're living on the edge. Amen. Because we're not giving earnest heed unto the things that has been preached unto us. I'm telling you, it's too close to the edge. You think you're fine, but I'm telling you what, tomorrow may be the day, amen, that you fall. Hallelujah. I think I've lost some of you tonight. But I'm telling you, tonight, I feel like, amen, God wants you to know, amen, you haven't fallen Hallelujah. Somebody wake up and realize, you know what? Hey, my feet had almost, I had almost slipped. Oh, my steps. Hallelujah. Had almost. Amen. My steps had well nigh slipped. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, we ought to give earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Amen. Verse 2 of Hebrews 2 says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape? Verse 2 is talking about the angels that fell. They disobeyed the word of God. That's what he's saying. They disobeyed God. They were disobedient. They were rebellious against God. And he said, you know what? They received judgment for that rebellion. And then therefore, uh, in verse 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them? He's saying how God, Jesus spoke this to us. Then the apostles spoke it, preached it. If, if they've both preached it, how are we going to escape the judgment if we don't live by it? If we don't live the truth, if we don't live and obey the word of God? Amen. It's not just because Jesus said it. He said, hey, the preachers are saying this too. Amen. And you know what? You're going to slip. You're going to slip, amen, if you don't give heed, earnest heed to those things. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, there's hope tonight, though. We don't have to do this on our own. 
Amen. You don't have to be perfect. I'm telling you tonight. But you know what? You have to have God's help. Amen. God can help you to have sure footing. He can help you to put your feet upon a sure footing tonight. Amen. Psalm 18, verse 32 to 33 says, It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet. Amen. And setteth me upon my high places. Hinds feet. Amen. Amen. If you've ever seen a deer or a, or, or, or a when I lived in Alaska, we would see sheep and, and, and things of that nature. Amen. You would drive along uh, the, 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 the ocean, and you would have a cliff on one side. You'd see people pulled over to the side of the road and just doing this right here. And, and you'd get to the point where you knew what they were doing. They were looking, amen, straight up. You may have like a rock sticking out on the side of a cliff right like this, and there was a sheep or a, something just kind of hanging out, looking around. Then you'd see them just jump to another spot. And that's the way they got around. That's the way they operated. And they, you know what? They were, nobody was going to come get them. But you know what? Without having sure footing, without having God developing them and making them to be able to do that, they would have never been able to do that. I couldn't do that. We can't do that. A dog couldn't do that. Amen. A horse can't do that. You know what? An animal designed, amen, to get up into the high cliffs and, and get up into the high places on, where there's just a little spot, amen. You know what? The Bible says that God's going to give you feet like hinds feet. He's going to make you be able to go into places and say, you know what? I, I'm, in, I'm in a situation at work, Lord, that, you know what? It's tough. It's hard. Everyone's pressing me. Everyone's questioning me. I feel so alone. You know what? I feel like I'm just on a little spot in the middle of nowhere. I'm telling you what, God can make your feet like Heinz feet. I'm not even going to move. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm not going to walk away from God just because I'm pressed. God, give me the footing to stand. I may have a six square inch spot, but I'm going to stand firm because you can make me to stand firm. Amen. Oh, it's just so hard to live for God. No, if you give your heart to God, you live for God with everything you are. God will make your feet like hinds feet. You don't have to say, well, I just gave in. God, so much pressure. It's just so hard. No, you're not living for God is what the problem is. You're not living for God hard enough. Amen. You're trying to walk on the edge and try to still be cool with them and try to, try to still be to fit in and not look that weird. And you know what? You're on your own footing. You're trying to do it without God's help. Amen. And you're going to slip. Amen. Because the influence of the world is always stronger. Amen. Than the influence of your own flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. If the musicians would come. Amen. I'm just about done. Maketh my way perfect. And make my feet like hinds feet. And setteth me upon high places. Oh, Lord. I want to get into the high places. Amen. Set me on a place that's above. Amen. You know the view is beautiful from high up. You know what? When we try to look at the view on our own, amen, the world from above on our own, the Bible says we're going to slip. Amen. But you know what? Amen. God intends for us to look at the beauty. He intends for us to see the miracles and the wonders. Amen. Are much greater. Amen. We can get as close as we want. Amen. But I'm telling you, God will put us... Amen. The Bible says he will mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. And soar in the heights above. 
Amen. Put us in high places where we're safe. Put us in places where the predators can't get us. And oh, what a view. Amen. Whenever we see the wonders, the miracles of God. Amen. Oh, I'm just on the, I'm on this little small spot on the cliff. Yeah, but the Lord placed me here. He's given me the sure foundation, the sure footing. I'm going to be okay. Hallelujah. God's going to help me through it. He's going to get me through this tough time. Amen. Jude, amen. Jude chapter 1 and verse 21 says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, amen, you don't have to fall. You don't have to slip. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to be in a place where you're going to give up on God. Amen. And what the Bible says that unto him that is able to keep you from falling. The angels fell. The Bible says as lightning from heaven. They fell. Amen. Adam and Eve, they fell in a sin in the garden. But the Bible says that in Jude, it says, with him, if you stick with him, stay with him, trust in him, He's able to keep you from falling. The angels fell. Adam and Eve fell. So many before us have fallen. Oh, look at look around, Brother Marilyn. Look at the young people. Look at the look at the the the, the adults that are gone and walked away from the Lord. My, I have family that's walked away. Yeah, I know. The Bible says God's able to keep you from falling. God can keep you from falling. You can't make the decisions for others. Amen. You can't help it. Whatever you can't help what everyone else is doing. You can't. You can't uh, uh, you make anyone do anything. But you know what? You can live for God. You can do what's right. You can. Amen. Find yourself and put yourself upon a sure footing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand tonight. Amen. I, I just. I, I believe God. Amen. Is is. There is a sure footing in the church, living for God. Amen. Going back to Psalm 73 and um, verse number 2 says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And it goes on and talks about all the things I just, I can't believe how they get to do this and they're blessed and I don't get blessed like that and these wicked people they're, they're, they're mean they're, they're hateful and they, they don't see how my boss is so drives such a nice car they have such nice things Just, man I tell you uh, all these things he goes down to the list and he's just kind of whining really is what he's doing crying about it. but you know what he says you know what I was almost gone so he, he had at this point, he was telling the story as he'd recovered. He had recovered and said, you know what, hey, he was stepping way back and now he's going, hey, let me tell you something. 
I almost slipped. I got really close to the edge one time. That, yeah, that edge up there. See that line? That's where a pastor draws the line. I almost slipped once. And so I, I'm going to stand back here. It's, I'm fine. Come on, Doug. It's fine. Pastor says it's okay. Pastor, pastor doesn't, it's okay. Pastor allows it. Pastor's okay with it. Yeah, but I almost slipped. My steps, I, I almost lost my soul. You guys can stand up right on the edge if you want. But you know what? <laughs> I, I, let me tell you a little story what I almost did spirit and I, I found myself I wasn't seeking God like I needed to and so just kind of pressing the limits and trying to get by with what I could and showing up to church. I was living a mediocre life and all the while I was just seeing how far away from God that I could get and still be in the church. One day I took a step, Brandon, I took a step. took a step and they were doing things they shouldn't be doing and I almost slipped. The pastor set some guidelines. You name the guideline. The safety, whatever. And I just, one day, you know what, I almost got to a place where I was going to be and everyone's going to know my sin. And you know what? The psalmist said, Until, verse number 17, I went into the sanctuary of God. And it all cleared it up. And when he says, Then I understood I therein, what he was saying was, said I almost slipped and I almost I realized when I got into church and I and I prayed through and I really I got a step in the sanctuary of God the spirit of God you know what I understood the end of I understood what I could have been I understand where God could have this thing could have taken me if I would have kept going I'd have been where they are he wasn't standing back pointing his finger saying oh them those bunch of sinners they're gonna get what there's he said no no Hey, I got so close. I understood what was going to happen. I realized, God, I, my eyes opened. I realized I was going to be lost. I understood my end of what was going to happen if I slipped. Oh, I was almost there. Oh, I almost slipped. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to hear a message tonight, God, that convicted me enough to realize if I keep going the way I'm going uh, I'm going to end up falling 
I'm living life on an unsure footing. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, let's just, I ask you, if you find a place, lift your hand.